we've got 45 minutes and I haven't done my sewing game. <laughs> All right, hello and welcome to another episode of the Give Us a Spell podcast. My name's Zach. We're here. Had a week off last week. I think it's dead set the first week I haven't talked about punting in about two and a half years, so I apologise for that, but we've all been uh, flat out. Uh, not many of you know, but I am no longer at the tab. The boys are still at Sky Racing, but I'm off to a... Uh, well, I'm currently at a competitor. Um, I'm actually on my deathbed at the moment. It is not COVID. I sound like shit, but I wish it was, because I haven't had COVID yet, but it is dead set. One of the worst flus I've had in a while, and I'm really struggling. So I'm doing my best to just sink multiple bits of spirits here to try and cleanse the throat. So if I sound a bit less coherent throughout the podcast... I apologise, and the boys will hopefully be able to help me here. But Tommy, welcome you in. How are you? Yeah, good mate. Um, yeah, we're going to the provincials now. We didn't really get to talk about Hawkesbury last week, but um, I think they're a bit worried with all that rain that came. Um, it hasn't seemed to stop all, all summer. And now we go to Gosford and then Scone next week. We've seen um, scenes from the Bull the last couple of days have been so good on. I know it's on my bucket list to do one day, but it just looks something real. Uh, you can tell um, not a Sheila in sight, but just it's true. a lot of guys just having a punt. It seems pretty good. Coey, did you get stuck into the ball? No, but um, one Twitter was exploding about, uh, obviously an attendee at the ball a couple of days ago saying, fuck, if this town had one hooker, that'd yeah. make the year's salary in three days. So... Must have been an absolute sausage fest, but oh, how good is the bloody bull? It's um, I saw the. To me, when I watch that, I'm by far a non-jumps race enthusiast. I don't like it, but when you see these races that can run for five, six kilometers and they're still like within a few lengths of each other at the end, they're pretty amazing races. But yeah, I yeah mean, the, the, there's the not many of them around. Yeah, the one that came second today was running home strong. It might need the. Uh, they might need the 6,000 to really get it going on peak um, because it just needed that little bit more ground, I think. But uh, no, they, um, you're right. That it, it's so funny you have these really long races and can come down to such a tight finish. So true. Um, did you have any love at Hawkesbury on the weekend? I can't say I did. No. No, nothing really for me. Coey? Oh, bits and pieces. I mean, I, I launched into Mr. Mozart, which was handy, but... no, oh, me too. That was a just, I, I, just. Yeah, it was a, it was a just, but that's all we needed. Um, there was a couple of close seconds in this, uh, but uh, it wasn't like a, a usual Saturday where I'd um, pretty much bet on all 10 races. It was kind of like, I I reckon I bet on four races at Hawkesbury, like d- decent enough bets. And then the rest of my attention was up north, really, at Queensland and yeah. a couple at Morfittville. Was that was it the weekend where old mate's horses just got scratched out of the blue? It was the weekend, wasn't it? Last weekend. Yeah, Rothfire. So yeah, that that all got scratched last week from Heathcote Stable. Yeah, that's bizarre, wasn't it? Like Prince of Boom and that as well. Old mate's horse, would you going around this week? I think he said he'd been doing the same thing for twenty years and just had no idea that it had whatever become illegal. Got illegal, yeah. I mean, it's tough, isn't it? Because well, I'm I'm not sure why it was already on, like, still on the market. If they are admitting to the fact that the product has trace amounts of cobalt in it, so if that were to be the case, I guess, yeah, should have been banned a long, long time ago, opposed to last year. I have no idea. I mean, once again, I don't train horses for a living. But Roth- um, Rothfire did so go around. Get- Rothfire went around last weekend and got bloody owned, didn't it? Yeah, it was the week before that they were all scratched. Yeah. I, I thought that was. Yeah, there was a week before they were all scratching. You had Rothfire and a couple others on Saturday. But, yeah, um, it's it's a weird one. You see it happen with a couple um, trainers every now and then that, that keep doing the same thing and all of a sudden it's a, um, something like that happens. But you just, you've got to move on. There's there's tennis players. Maria Sharapova still claims that um, she what she took was um, part of her normal thing and then they banned it and then she caught two years and then came back and people call her a drug cheat but yeah yeah you just gotta climb and move on can you give me your thoughts on Rothfire on the weekend there was a lot of chat that people were like launching into it i've to be honest i've never been a huge fan of Rothfire. i thought Candor rupee was very good i think it like i think it scooted up the inside to win big fan of that but Rothfire, 
What do you reckon? Came fifth. Probably didn't last. I don't know. No, I, look, I, I reckon um, they went a bit hard early and then they've, they've just flown home. I, I, I think it was a really hot race. It, um, you've got things like Scalapini, who flies first up. Uh, Jamil was really huge. Startante is the other one of Rob Heathcote's that does really, really well. I think um, I think it's just it can tend to be Rothfire, especially having like so many long breaks. I reckon it just needs to run. I, I, I wouldn't give up on it yet. Coey, your thoughts on it? Mm, I think it's come back a different horse. I, it's so hard to say because you look at when it was, well, it, I guess it got into two Everests in the mm. scheme of things in the last two years. But obviously, subsequently, due to injury and everything else, um, it's had to be scratched both times. I don't know if it's a 1,200-metre horse anymore. I just... Like you look back at it, it won a JJ. That's over a longer trip. Uh, was in the actually it wasn't in the Golden Rose, was it? It was in the Run to the Rose. So scrap that. But yeah, it was in the JJ, which is over a longer trip. And maybe that's what it needs. I don't know. Like it's, I don't know if the 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 short sprinting style is what that horse can deal with. It's you know problem with its legs. I have no idea. But it it, it was a hot race on the weekend. I can definitely see that, but I don't know. Like they might need to tactically change the horse a little bit. I, I'm not sure. It's had two runs, and both have been relatively. I mean, I wouldn't say disappointing. Probably the wrong word because they've been hot races. But I don't know I, whether our expectations too high on the horse because we, you know, we saw how it ran. You know, two years back it was enormous when it was in its two-year-old season, going into its early three-year-old season. So. I don't know what to think of it. I definitely think that it it still has possibility to win stakes grade and everything else, but I'm not sure if it's a genuine sprinting, sprinting type anymore. Yeah, fair enough. I have to agree, I think. Um, all right, so we've got Gosford this weekend as a standalone, but there's also a couple of good races up in Queensland and there's a group one in Morphaville. So we'll give Gosford its love. We'll have a little crack at Goldie and look at the Sangstar and then we'll wrap up. But let's go to Gosford the first. I'm not going to talk about Flux already because there's been two scratchings this afternoon with a combined total of like 22 cents in deduction, so it's not really worth it. But Resonator is the fave. Timmy Clark and Gay Waterhouse, that's 3 bucks. Command approved. A horse I don't mind, that's $5. Zoo Tigers there at 5 London, Northern Beaches could be an omen bet for myself at 7s, but Coey said previously to me that it's an absolute cat. Contemporary owner bender. Oh, on a bender. That's uh, well, there you go. That might be the go. Um, Tom, thoughts in the first? Maybe um maybe Northern Beaches just needs um, Tommy Berry to ride it because I mean Tommy carries most of the Northern Beaches anyway. So oh, here we go. Uh, one for the horse. Um, no, look, I want to go with Resonator here. I think um, uh, it was really good first up at Canterbury. I think it's come back improved horse. Timmy Clark on the local boy at Gosford. I think you'll get the uh, first one of the day. Um, Low gate, straight to the front, keep going, and yeah, um, Resonator for me, three bucks, I think it's pretty good. Coey, thoughts? I think Resonator does win, but I think three bucks isn't value anymore. I think that's just been smashed with the with the scratchings of the other two, and like, you, you look at yesterday, it was five bucks, and I, I mean, I, in hindsight, I wish I took the five bucks. Like, you just go, why didn't I do it? And I already had it on top of that stage, so... I think it will win. I mean, the the likely chances of, I guess, I reckon the gate one, two, three are definite chances. Command approved. Tunnels seems to like it, but I don't know. I'm still trying to figure out this horse. Uh, the fact that TC jumps off that horse and jumps on Resonator makes me believe that he prefers the China Horse Club colours, and I think that's a big tick if you're a Resonator fan. Uh, Zoo Tiger was good last start. Uh one and only start, should I say, came second. And then uh, London, you look at last start it had back in, I think it was December. Let me just go was, through the old... It was New Year's the, Day. Four. New Year's Day, yeah. It came fourth behind Fireburn, revolutionary miss by only two and a half lengths. I think, well, genuinely, I think that's great form. It was starting to make ground. Um, it had a good trial behind economics last, like, late, uh, earlier last month. Well, no, sorry, earlier this month. We're still in April. No, we're not. No, we're, we're, in not. we're in May. What is my fucking talk a month about? ago. Yeah. Um, yeah, a month ago. And I, I think it's got heaps of upside. It's already been found in the market. It's come into 550. I think it opened at about 
seven. I think the bookmakers got it slightly wrong. It was ten bucks um, when it opened, but obviously deductions and shit. But five bucks now. Yeah, but uh, yeah, ten bucks. That's I thought that was a ridiculous price. Um, I think yeah, like Tommy said, I think uh, Resonator wins. Maybe just box up the fucking Quinella four five nine. Sweet. All right, race number two is the highway, and we're at six bucks the fave. This is what I like, a bit of this. Uh, Sung Blue, Dylan Gibbons is riding for Cav at six bucks. You've got Boom Boom Basil at six fifty, equally at six fifty. You've got Tuscan Valley for Jones. Two you got, Cav, another one, eight fifty, Freedom Square at nines, Easy Rosie and Markwell Dreamer. Uh, look, not much happening market wise, Tommy, maybe a couple of bucks on Freedom Square and Markwell Dreamer. Yeah, both the midway and the highway. Very uh, <laughs> interesting races. They're both six dollars a field. Look, you can make a case. I know on form line, um, uh, Brad Gray and Duff making a good case of Tucson Valley. Rachel Murray comes to town to ride it. Well, Gosford, anyone to ride it, it's a bit of a chance. I think Sun Blue, big up is Dylan Gibbons riding, claiming the three. It's going to get a nice low weight. And Boom Boom Basil, really good first up in a highway. So um, the gate's just the massive worry there. I'm going to go one a bit more uh, at odds in Freedom Square. Uh, seems to do a bit better fresh and doesn't mind Gosford having one star for one win there. So I reckon Freedom Square with Abdullah um, can get the win here at $9. One at odds as well at 16 cracking Mo. Uh, been really consistent this prep. Couple of wins, couple of placings in some uh, big highways as well. So a bit of style power on cracking Mo might be able to um, 480 the place might be a bit. Okay. Um, I do like Cracky Mo. I think that's definitely the value play in this. It's 15 bucks. I think just the fact that it's got runs on the board, you know, running in town, being up against similar company, always a good measure, I think. I, but betting on Tom, in terms of uh, on the win, I guess, Tucson Valley is interesting, really is. Uh, it won comprehensively at Wellington last start um, in a benchmark 58 given it was with the Phillies and Mares, but I think just the fact that it won by, what, seven and a bit over seven lengths, uh, strong. Uh, it was carrying 61 on the day and now it comes down to 54 and a half. The barrier is a little bit of an issue. Uh, it will probably be likely to sit outside later or cross right across from barrier 17, 16 now with Miss Ostend out. Um, I genuinely think it is a speed horse. 1,200 shouldn't be an issue. Gets the booking of Rachel Murray. Don't mind that. Um, yeah, in, interesting. Interesting race. But, yeah, I'll be back in both runners, I reckon. Cracking Mo and Tucson Valley. And, actually, sorry, to with um, – I was having a good look at Freedom Square, and I guess the most interesting thing is it's got blinkers on this start for the first time. So I'm guessing Connections want to, to push forward, especially with that low draw. So it wouldn't be a bad bet either. Okay. Uh, like Tom said, it's uh, a tough go in the midway as well. Race number three, Magic on Ice has drawn eleven. Mitchell Bell six dollars. Sunborn has drawn sixteens for Ed Cummings. No jock though. That's also six. Showtime Lady at six fifty. Darlena Bell no jock as well. Seven dollars two up. Also, I've backed quite a few times. Eleven dollars. Impulse Control. Something I need. Miss Fox and Dalalat. Tommy. Yeah, and like the last one, really tough, tough race as well. Magic um, on Ice. Um, Seen a, seen a lot of good jockeys going to Sydney. You've seen your Mitchell Bells and Nick Haywoods, Matty Derricks, um, Paddy Scores sort of come in here. So, um, look, one one jockey's been riding really well. He rode the country championship uh, winner was Nick Haywood, and he partners Nathan Doyle here with Dalahat. I think um, I think Austin might suit this horse to even get into a good spot. Nick can um, really drive it home. It's been really consistent all the midways it has run in, and... Um, I think I think it's a winnable midway too, and you're getting twelve dollars for it. I think that's a bit over the odds. With some, um, I, I think it's closer towards the favoritism here. But yeah, really tough race. I could easily see two up winning. Reese Jones just going so well at the moment. David Atkins and just those string of placings together. It's been really consistent. I could keep making cases. Um, Sunborn. I want just want to see a jockey. Magic on ice. Um, impulse control. There's 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 so many cases for a few here and. Um, I like Collard on Oakfield Twilight as well at $51 or $14 a place. I, I think that's well over the odds for a horse. Um, it's only beaten four lengths in the midway a couple of weeks ago. Um, and 
yeah, I, I just don't think it's that odd. So maybe in each way that bet there. Kelly, who are you with? Uh, I like Impulse Control uh, and Miss Fox. They're drawn side by side, but different racing styles, so patterns, should I say. Um, I did like to. I've been on two up for the last maybe two or three starts, and as soon as the draw came out, I was just like, I just don't know where it actually settles. It being 1,200 metres, shorter straight in this, essentially the provincial metro circuit going around at Gosford, so makes it tricky where it's drawn. Uh same I could say for Magic on Ice. I think just that weird, with a lot of speed in, drawn inside of it, I don't know if it wants to push forward or if it decides to settle, it might be too far back. I, I don't know how it will work out. So I, I'm going to take the gut instinct and just go, well, you know what? Pick the low draws. Though One will get cover in Miss Fox. I think that'll sit off probably leaders back, probably or maybe not leaders back, but it might be two back, one out, that kind of pattern. Abdullah gets on board, should should get a decent transit uh, in the run. Um, and impulse control, I think they'll just make it all its luck in the running by uh, leading or sitting outside the leader. Draw definitely helps. So, yeah, I'll be back in these, both these two, I think. Okay. Race four, hopefully it's a bit easier. Uh, not really. We've got Dehorned Unicorn at 370. Tyler Schiller rides for Joe Pride, never second. Which is, um, I think I backed this one. It did come second at while. Yes, I did. Um, had a couple of wins, though, at Gosford and Kembla. Never second. Ellen Hennessy for Annabelle. Siege is there. Rachel rides for Godolphin. We've got Nikki Song, Major Murphy, Capital Rain, etc. Tommy, you with Annabelle's horse? Uh, yeah, two seconds for Never Second. Um, but, yeah, I, I definitely make a case through claiming uh, Ellen Hennessy. Uh, is good. You got Dehorn Unicorn that maps really well, but I want to look at two other ones that are also fresh. We've got a, a lot of fresh horses in this race, and Siege um, was really good, fresh two from two. Uh, and there's so much speed in this race, so I think it could set up for something like Siege. They're, they're, they're going to go pretty quick for the thousand, and um, if Rachel can just get the slingshot off that um, tight Gosford t- uh, corner, I think she might be flying. Uh, late, so I don't mind Siege. Uh, I don't think the barrier matters because, as I said, they're all going to go forward. Uh, the other one, bit of a knockout chance is Low Dart, Timmy Clark aboard. Um, another two from two fresh, and has raced against some good types uh, in Chahonka and um, uh, trailed against Boom Boom Basil, who's come out and done really well in some midways. So, Low Dart may be a bit of odds, but I like uh, Siege in this race. Are you with King? Well, I think the market's pretty much bang on on this one. I think the three favourites will fight it out. Siege, like Tommy mentioned, it'll be off the speed and it'll probably have the last last say. Uh, I think if, with the hot tempo that is anticipated with the likes of Madison's Missile, probably Leeds, Sabrina and Capital Rain only knows one way anyway. So those three will probably contest. How it maps behind will be interesting. I think... Dehorn Unicorn, watching that trial, probably be a little bit more forward, especially from that low draw. Um, it was a really handy trial as well, pretty much neck and neck next to Oscar Zulu for the entirety of it. And like, that's not a bad measure for something like this in this type of race as well. So I think it's a g- genuine chance. Comes out of, like, you look at the last start I had, it was back in November. I know it's a decent layoff, but came in a, into a heavy 10 benchmark 72 race against Bacchanalia and Warrior Hero. And we've seen what those two can do since. So handy form lines. Uh, Siege, we've already made a case for. And I think, I guess, never second. Three kilos is what the biggest part of this horse. I think 56 kilos or 56 and a half, sorry. Comes out of rule of, rule of law uh, form. And yeah, runs well fresh. Tick, tick, tick. Uh, loses three and a half kilos. No, three kilos opposed to that race against rule of law. So I think I do see upside. But yeah, I'd probably be leaning more towards Dehorn, Unicorn or Siege, depending how it maps. Okay. Dehorn. I love the name Dehorned Unicorn. All right. Uh, well, we've got race number the four. The gelding. Yeah, D. It's good. Um, race number five. Bit of a distance race here. We've got Hammer On. Uh, J Ford's running for Chris at 3.30. We got Military Mission at 4.40 for Gay and Adrian. Ting Tong. 
Uh, Alicia Collett's riding for Lees at 550. We've got Bonazaria, Stella Performer, and our candidate, True Marvel. Just checking on scratchings, deductions, because there's some big flux. Uh, Alias came out and so did Main Stage 2. So there's been a few bit of flux there, but, yeah, taking into account um, the deductions, Tommy. Yeah, it's um, it's a tricky one, this one. We're going to the um, over the 2,000 here. Um. I like the two low weights here in uh, Hammeron and Ting Tong. I think uh, Ting Tong was brave and just sort of fading late uh, on the wide part of the track. Uh, last start at Ramwick against Le Chevalier. Um, but I think it'll definitely strip fitter and be right in this. And Hammeron, um, yeah, with Jay Ford at that low weight, uh, really, really good against main stage. I thought coming second, I know there was a bit of a gap that main stage put on them, but Hammeron was the next one. And um, it's only had a couple of races, so really intri- intrigued to see it step up to this uh, distance. So they're, they're the two for me. I'll go hammer on in front of Ting Tong. King? No, uh, make it a two-horse race as well, but I think military mission warrants the – I know it's a fucking huge weight it's going to be carrying. It's going to be carrying 60, 61. But you get, you get a senior jockey on board, and I think – I think they'll really rack them and stack them in this race, uh, the leaders. So likely military mission will push forward from that wide draw. Made, a, made by Khan probably pushes. And then the likes of Hammer on, a little bit of a query, but it could be forward as well. But outside of that, we're looking at like moderate tempo behind it. So I'd say the, the front three will probably... I wouldn't be wasting each other's time to jostle for position. They they should settle forward and get a little bit of cover if they're lucky, and then just slide right down. And I kind of see that, and that's why I kind of you know put a pen through the likes of Ting Tong, True True Marvel, Bonnie Ezra, even you know that that kind of form line with the speed that's kind of anticipated. So I am leaning towards military mission, but at the same time, Hammer on form strong. It's what does it lose? It's it's going to be carrying 52, no, 50, 53 kilos, which is incredible. And actually, now that I look at it, it's getting blinkers for the first time. So it's going to be definitely forward, I think. It's going to be three and a half kilos lower in weight, close to the last start. Yeah, I'm leaning towards hammer on now that I look at the blinkers and everything else. I think it will settle forward, probably just behind box seat, and then go bang. Look, give me a bit of hammer on. Hammer on. Uh, race number six over the mile. Dymill is going around this horse. God, it cost me last start. Uh, John O'Shea, Reese Jones, claiming two. It's coming off that fifth place where uh, J Mac was aboard, where Le- La Chevalet won. Um, before that, had a win at Warwick Farm. Bjorn's horse is five bucks. Elusive Jewels there at six fifty. We go straight out to double figures with Galaxy Bell, Rebel Rama, and Solar Apex. Tommy, you giving uh, the favourite another go? Mate, I actually think Dymil goes to is it the Gold Cup? Cup. Yeah, the Cup. Gold Cup yeah. yeah, I think John O'Shea said on radio that he's leaning towards that way. So uh it still be oh no, it's not for its emergency anymore. Um so it is in the it is in the field now, I think. So just take that into consideration. There's probably gonna go to the the other race. So he uh, said that today, that, did he on radio? Should, he did. He okay. said that uh, this morning today. Gotcha. So, um, yeah. Look, um, I'm I'm going to tend towards to go to horses that's coming back from um, some better racing in a horse like Galaxy Bell. Um, I really like Dylan Gibbons back on, and we're going back to the mile. We've seen this horse go um, step up to the 2000 and 1800, and it's gone pretty well placing at Randwick and doing okay. Even getting beaten by Surefire, he's gone on to run in the Sydney Cup and. Uh, even going to Group 3 after that. And Dylan Gibbons uh, wrote it for its last one. hasn't been on since. And I think going back to the provincial track, put uh, it with Dylan on at the 1600 again. It was just – it was a really, really good win at Newcastle with Dylan on at that mile. So I really like Galaxy Bell there. Um, Solar Apex I'm a bit worried about, but I think it's just got too big of a – Away, it's drawn really nicely, and Cherry's riding pretty well at the moment. But yeah, I just think a bit, a bit too much uh, weight there. Where Dylan's still climbing three, and he's just um, he's going really well. D- Dylan Gibbons, I think he might ride a couple 
on Saturday, and I think we're going to see more of them in town soon. What do you reckon, King? Um, I did want to ask uh, local uh, Nova Castrian how uh, Galaxy Bell was going to go in Alex O'Brien, but I haven't spoken to him yet. Uh, I just think that the speed's going to be the real issue for this horse. I just don't see much much tempo in this race at all. Um, the the likelihood is perfect radiance and Samarkand is going to be the pace setters from the low draws. Then it's just an absolute dart, throw a dart job. I think it's just going to be like, yeah, where do people settle? And, you know, from the draw, Galaxy Bell, a little bit wider out, it's going to be probably worse of midfield. I don't know. Like, it, it could be a real, you know, sit and sprint, I guess. And I don't mind having a bit of Samarkin because it's going to be the outright leader from gate one, Rachel King booked. Uh, it's got strong form or strong enough form going into this, but thinking that Dye Mills are actually going to be scratched and it, God knows what the price is going to be of Samarkin after it withdraws. Um, I'm going to probably go for something that's going to be just behind them in a slightly better price in Elusive Jewel. Um, I can make a case for a lot of these runners, actually, but I think the Quintello form last start. Quintello, I think, could be a, not necessarily a future star, but we're going to see it in, I'd say, stakes-grade black-type races quite soon. Um, the way that horse won, it was impressive. Uh, but Elusive Jewel closed off well. It's going to be rock hard fit going third up into this. And I think just the fact that it's going to be on a softer ground, all the work's done in its legs. Yeah, it'll be like gliding on air, I think. And I think just drawn three, it'll be uh, sitting a little closer. And yeah, at the current price, 650, I'd definitely have a little go at it now. Okay. At 6.50, and we go to the first leg of the quad, which is race number seven, and that's the Gold Cup. Great house is fave. Brayton Abdullah for Walla. A little bit of a drift, though. It's out to 4.60. Main stage is there. Rachel's riding for Gwenda. That's at fives, coming from eight. We got Maroney at 5.50. New Marion at six. Rock. We know Rock well. 8.50. Estefany. No jock there, though. At 8.50. Carp Fever at 8.50. We go straight out to 15 bucks for Papalino and Sweet Thomas. Great house, Tommy. I know you've been a fan of this horse in the past. Yeah, definitely. Definitely um, a fan of this horse. And I, a few things um, I think I'm going to hold off on this race and see where New Marion goes. It seems to be uh, it's going to another race, maybe in Queensland, I think. so. Um, I think it's it, going to the Cup as well, Tommy. Is it really? Oh, is it the as well? Yeah, Estefany and New Marion, I'm pretty sure, are going to head to the Cup. Yeah, well, if if that's the case, then I think main stage gets a really soft lead. Um, it'll it'll uh, if Mirren m- might uh, take it up as well, but uh, there's not a lot of not a lot of pace, Coey. Um, I think I think if um New Mirren comes out, uh, main stage might get it really soft. Uh, with racing only at fifty three, we've seen what it's done the last few starts. It's um. It's been in the uh, first or second in the last five starts it's had, so um, I think it could um, main stage might be able to steal it if New Marion does come out. But Great House, massive worry. Um, it's it's the class class runner coming back to this sort of field. So um, I definitely think it's between the two of them. Uh, depends where New Marion and New Marion as well if it did stay here. But yeah, it, it seems like it's not. So I'm I'm going to say main stage from Great House. You agree with him, King? Ditto. I've literally gone Numerian, JRA, like that. The JRA platform's really strong, and I would have happily backed it in this race, but by all accounts, it doesn't seem to be wanting to. Uh, I think they're going, going south and going Wagga. Uh, great house, I think, just runs well fresh. Diminished field, so it might actually be a little bit closer to the run. Yeah, main stage will definitely be the, the outright leader, as I see it. Um, it's in good form, the horse, to be honest. So a win wouldn't surprise. And I mean, I'd be happy to back the Quinella between Great House and uh, Main Stage, but I think just Great House is just a classier horse altogether. Um, it's going to be 59 kilos opposed to Main Stage at 53. So a six kilo difference, which is decent, but it's a 103 rater that's, you know, 
proven at stakes grade, opposed to main stage, who's an up-and-comer that's a benchmark 75 horse. So I think six kilos probably warrants the the difference. I think, yeah, class will prevail in my eyes, and it'll pounce late. Or it might not even have to pounce late. It might just fucking sit behind the leaders, make a mid, mid-race move, and then just pounce over the top of them at the point of the turn. So great house for mine, but main stage as the biggest danger. Okay. Uh, rest number eight, 1,200 metres. Gravina is the fave. Sammy Clippenden's riding. It's $4.80. Uh, Shelby 66 is nommed at 6 bucks. Southern Lad is there at well at 7s. That's been smashed. It's had a good money for it. It was 13 today. Oscar Zulu's there at 7. Majestic Shot, Prime Candidate, Blondo and Lord Olympus. Olympus. So is Animate. Animate's there as well. A little bit of coin for it. 31 into 19. Tommy? Yeah, I'm, I think I'll go with Southern Lad. I think um, its fresh record's really good, and I think uh, Breton being on it is is a massive um, massive win here. I think he's he's got the pick of the rides all day. Breton, he's gonna, I think he's gonna do so well. John Ashay, stabling form as well. Um, its fresh form's really good, and I think also will suit a horse like it as well. So I'm going with Southern Lad. The um, I think we're on a heavy nine or eight now at uh, Gosford. If it does get any worse, if there is some rain, which I don't think there's scheduled much at all, but Shelby comes right into it. As I said, Nick Haywood going really well, and Gravina's just class as well. So I do think it's um, that that those top three, but I'm going to go something late at seven bucks. Kelly? A heap of fresh horse, like fresh horses coming into this and I reckon this is genuinely the trickiest race of the card um, the likes of yeah Oscar Zulu Southern Lads Prime Candidate um, they're all got decent fresh form and you know like I can see all of them performing well they definitely figure even the likes of, like Gravina's the favourite and I think it uh, not Overly convinced, but at the same time, would it surprise me if it won this? Not at all. I think it comes. It's just the fit fit horse coming out of stakes grade. You know, it's running. It's had what three starts this prep uh, against Taxu, Shelby sixty six, Ruler Lord, Gem Song, Exo Boom, like decent, decent company. So yeah, I guess it warrants respect to be favourite. Um, for mine, what have I backed? I have backed, looking through the notes, I'm going to take roll the dice a little bit and go for Majestic Shot in here. Uh, draws, draws well. Draws comes out of five. It should sit handy. I think they're watching the trials. Prime candidates likely to try and cross from the wide outside barrier, along with Constant Flight, as we saw in Tamworth Cup Day. Um this international gospel and interesting uh, strange charm could boot up from the inside. So there, there should be a little bit of speed up front, obviously being 1200 meters. I think majestic shot should hopefully find itself just behind them. Uh, fitness edge. I think it's got Reese Jones. Let me have a look. It, uh, no, Mitchie Bell, sorry, at 54 kilos. Yeah, I, I just think it'll just get the run of the race, and it's coming out of you know decent races, the provincial mid, midway champs, and then uh, the Sapphire Stakes, where I think it did really, really well. Closed off late with horses like Bella Nepotina, who won, and Tricky Gal, who's just an unlucky bridesmaid constantly, but good, good type of horses. So yeah, majestic shot for mine. Okay, majestic shot. We go to race number nine, which is the coast, five hundred thousand in prize money. Our playboy is the fave. It's four eighty. It's had a little bit of love today for Mick Price and Timmy Clark. Uh, obviously, Dimeil's there at fives. Rustic Steel's there at six fifty. Been smashed. Had a good go on it. Old Flames there at nine fifty. Kiku Kinlock Chates party for one. Even though President has been drifting, um, not a bad race, Tommy. Yeah, it's um, it's yeah, really good race actually. We've seen some um, still horses up and about from the carnival. Uh, I think Chris Lee's pairs um, going to go really well in Kinlock and Rustic Steel coming out of the um, provincial championship and running on. They um, came first and third in that and doing pretty well. Uh, but I, I think Kiku looks really good here. Um, I've spoke, spoken up this horse before. Oh, no, cool. Uh, Brent has a share in it. 
Brent and Judy, and I think it maps pretty well here at Barrier 2. Collidon, um, uh, Waller did say that he he wanted a good draw here and getting Barrier 2 is um, a little sticky for him, but still still uh, good enough for him to stay in this race and do really well. He's coming out of Group 1, uh, run last start, had a trial in between that was a little sneaky trial that he did okay, uh, she did okay in. So I... I think Kiko looks good here. Jason Collett, welcome back to the saddle. I think he was riding pretty well before he has taken a break and he'll be looking up. Uh, you know, he's got the kid. He's going to be looking to win as much uh, money in races as he can. So I think Kiko looks good. Uh, big terrified of uh, our playboy. I think its win uh, was really good last start and it, we're going to see a lot more of this horse. So uh, just 60, 60 kilos and... Just uh, against a hot field is the only query. But, yeah, I'll go Kiku from our playboy in the least bit. Who are you with, King? Tricky. Nice little addition to the second running of the coast. Um, I just think that our playboy definitely has the, a, a little bit of the, the form, the strong form comes out of, and, you know, winning form is good form. But saying that, 60 kilos, that's, that's quite the head start it's going to give. Um, where does it map? It maps kind of... Midfield, uh, it could press on. Probably two back, one out, that kind of thing. Uh, and it, it's got TC on board, which is a senior jockey. So, you know, good appointment there. But oh, just, yeah, 60 kilos just really worries me out when you got horses right down to 52 kilos and that, you know, eight kilo split. So I definitely think our playboy, you can't, you know, discount its work for the last couple of races so it's a definite chance but outside of that uh, a couple of things to note old flame drawn one blinkers first time so it's probably going to try and step forward um could even lead next to maurice's me dad who's your likely leader of the the race oh president probably cast across so at a price old flame could be a little knockout for Sammy Cliberton, lightly raced, four-year-old horse, and you probably don't want it to be too heavy and a little bit of query about the Caulfield form. Um, it's never really ran the mile in Australia, so there's a few question marks, but the price I don't mind, it's nine fifty. Uh, and yeah, as Tommy already touched on, Kinlock Rustic Steel. I had him mixed up when I was speaking to you earlier, Tommy. I thought Kinlock... Drew lower and rustic steel drew wider. It was the other way around. And in my notes, I've written same form lines as Kinlock. The better better draw suits, and the price is well, price is right. I mean, and it's been well found. I think so. Kinlock, I guess, poses as a great value at eleven dollars, but rustic steel at six fifty. I think that's still a great price. So I want to be on it. I think rustic, rustic steel was fifteens yesterday. Yeah, that's crazy. Fuck. That's uh, just annoying. All right, the last. Uh, Battleton. We were talking about this before we hit record. This has been smashed 650 into 290. Jay Collett and Bjorn. Cole Crushers there at sixes. You've got Rainbow Connection, Titanium Power, straight out to double figures. And we dance, Spark, Suave, who knows. But this thing, Tommy, Battleton... Uh, look, it's had a big spell, and it had a couple of good wins, I think, at the Provincials last prep. I even think it went to... I could be wrong. I think it went to Melbourne. Thoughts? And um, as you said, you liked uh, Dehorned Unicorn name earlier as well. <laughs> so this, uh, I think this horse has been gelded. So um, mm, Yes, please. Yeah, the ultimate gear change. For it. So, <laughs> um, yeah, look out for it. Uh, it's obviously... There's, there's obviously been a mail for it because, yeah, they've actually... They've plunged... I can't take the 290. I'm looking at Cole Crush's... Um, Two first up um, wins from the prep, and this horse de- definitely eats mud. And if we're on heavy surface, I, I think this horse can go uh, keep going. It's it's just done really well, and it's two um, two uh, runs from that prep in the mud. It's three from three on the heavy, and if we're still on that wet track, um, yeah, I, I can see no reason why Cold Crusher can't make it another one in a row. Um, Battleton's the other big worry, and then. Um, not sure what happens with them. We dance. It's got a bad gait and um, she back uh, scratched last week because of a heavy track as well. Probably same thing happens here. I, I actually like Cole, Cole Crusher here at the price. 
Coe, are you with the money? Uh, I kind of have to be, I think. I mean, I don't have to be, but Col- the only problem with Cole Crusher, Tommy, is uh, the wide draw and the booking of the jockey. Uh, I love Glenn, but I don't love Glenn on this race. So I do understand. I think it has drifted a s- smidge, has it? Six bucks. Open at 480. Yes. So it's coming. It's come out a little bit, and I anticipate that'll just be the trend going forward. You'll probably get it at a really nice price come race time, um, and that's pretty much why I think oh, Battleton two ninety. It's so hard to take it that, but you know you got you got home affairs and Mazu form last prep. Isn't that good enough? I think it is. Um, yeah, and the ultimate gear change. Such a lightly race horse. Obviously, got plenty of potential with. Um, Eight running against that kind of company to start off with. Um, and I guess you have to kind of follow the money. And I mean, I've written a lot of notes on this race, but a lot of the runners just won't suit this. So the only two that are worth noting is literally Coal Crusher and Battleton, with the exception of which horse is that? Selby Rose has got a little bit of warrant up to these and maps well for the lead. Not a great first up record, but TC booked. So yeah, I'll keep that in mind, but I still think Battleton, the money horse, probably salute for favourite backers and Bjorn Baker. Bjorn Baker, all right. Uh, let's go to Goldie. Goldie's got some – we could have done a whole podcast on the Gold Coast, actually. It's got some pretty good races. I'm not going to do them all. I was going to start with race five with April Rain, Yamazaki, all those, but I'm going to skip it. We're going to start at race six, which is the bracelet, and this is where Gypsy Goddess goes around. Pikey's up there, so Pikey's riding. It's been backed already. It was 240 today. It's $2.00. Got into as much as a dollar ninety five actually. Uh, Gin Martini's there, Canadian Dancer, Secret Tales, Dynasty Stalking, they're all there, and there's a bit of money for a few of them. Uh, Robbie Dolan riding for Gin Martini, the second fave. Great voice on Robbie Dolan. If you haven't been watching him on The Voice, he's taken the piss. He's doing very well. Uh, Coey, I'll go to you. You're a bit of a Gold Coast man. What are your thoughts on Gypsy? Well, I mean, Gypsy's got the biggest form line going with this field, right? I guess it's. At uh, two shots at Group 1 level. Yeah, the last two runs have been on Group 1 level. Um, I think the soft six is going to be advantageous. I think that's where it probably wants to be. Uh, only problem is, I guess, uh, I'd definitely be keeping a close eye on the radar because there's meant to be plenty of rain coming for the, the Northerners over the next couple of days and then into next week's Doombin 10,000 days. So keep an eye out. Um, because this will probably change the whole landscape of it. But uh, it's pretty hard to look past the even-money favourite. Uh, draw shouldn't be an issue, 1,800 metres. I guess if there were to be one, it should be the track. But it, Van Dyke trains out of Gold Coast, I believe. So <laughs> Sunny Coast, I'm pretty sure. Oh, is he Sunny Coast? Sorry, Van Dyke. Um, I'm thinking of Michael Costa, sorry. Um, I guess the only other really thing that I want to note is, I guess... Canadian Dancer is interesting. Eight fifty, warrants a price. Handles the heavy. Benny Thompson has a good rapport with his horse. Never missed a placing. So even the two fifty on the place isn't a bad bet. Outside of that, yeah, it's pretty slim pickings. I mean, I see that uh, Opie Bosson's made his way from the, over the ditch to being Gold Coast, so that's always good to see. But yeah, I'd be with probably Gypsy Goddess. Two bucks is as probably as rock bottom as you want to get or back Canadian answer for the uh, place. What do you reckon, Tommy? You agree? Yeah, actually. Yeah. I, I agree with both those statements. Um, both, both proven thoroughbreds horse going pretty well. Uh, Canadian dancer, probably the pig Ben Thompson riding for O'Day hoist and doing really well. So I, I actually think that's the trifecta in order. It would be one, five, four Canadian goddess. going to be too good. Can, um, sorry, gypsy goddess, going to be way too good it's just um even in the last two group ones it's been it's still in the placings and doing pretty well and pike and van dyke combo i think uh wins here canadian dancer second jim martini third okay 
Yeah, Gypsy's going to be pretty impressive. Hopefully, Bikey can do well. Um, we got the Gold Coast Guineas as well. Prince of Boom. So, shout out to our mate that listens to this. Uh, he's got his horse finally going around again. Uh, three bucks into 270. I think it's a special horse, and it's drawn 14. If there is a bit of rain, maybe they go wide anyway. So, I don't know. 270 sort of states there at 440. Then we go straight out to 12 bucks for Mimi Lagarde. Four moves ahead. Rhapsody Rose, Alpine Edge, etc. But. Uh, Coey, this horse is pretty good. I know we've uh, we've talked about it before. It's won its last couple. It's had a decent trial. It was supposed to run two weeks ago when they all got scratched. But are you with? 270 is pretty darn sure, I think. Um, especially from the barrier. I mean, it's got to press forward. It's, it's a real smart type of horse. But 14 definitely is a little bit of a question mark. I mean, its last start was... a. At Gold Coast, so you can handle the track, no no problem. It's got heavy track, soft track, good track condition. Like it's got all the um the ticks on the board. But yeah, barrier 14, 270, that that's just the slight query I have I have with it. It will jump forward, but what's inside of it? Let's have a look. Inside of it, Oriental Princess, Mystical Aroma, Joyous Legend, Sword of State, Grey Defense goes forward. Zarastro goes forward. I mean, there is some go forward speed. <laughs> Draw like plenty of them drawn inside of it. So it, the map is a little bit of a query for mine. And I don't really want to roll the dice on sort of the stake. It's got no soft track or heavy track form to be reckoned with. But the fact that it's come over to Queensland Carnival to try and get, you know, boost its resume, I, I like that from the the team and Opie knows this horse really well. 440 is probably a more backable price from Barrier 4. Yeah, I'm almost leading towards sort of state purely, although it is unknown. I just think that it's traveled all the way here. And the price is better than Prince of Boom, who's drawn the car park. So I'm with the import here, the, the traveler. Okay, the traveler. All right, one last from the Goldie, and that's the Hollandale, the big race up there, Zaki. Look, Zaki was a dollar eighty yesterday. Back straight into a dollar sixty-five. Ayrton's there at six bucks. We go straight to Huerta at tens. Polly Gray. I'm not even going to talk about the others. Does Does Zaki win, Coey? Yes, it just wins. I think fifty-nine kilos. Like it's literally a two and a half, a two kilo split, top to bottom. It's a proper weight for age. Dollar sixty-five. If I can take my money. Tommy, your thoughts? Yeah, look, it, it's definitely it's definitely the horse to beat in this race. Um, Ayrton's going to much improve uh, starting to get out more in distance. You saw what it did first up pretty well, starting to get to a bit of distance. Huerta got a lot, a lot of time before, but maybe this class is just too much for it too soon. Uh, one, I will say, uh, could knock knock a few out or just, just maybe place at $5 a place is... Kukaracha, this horse likes Queensland. It's won the Gold Coast before, and um, Jimmy Orman won on it uh, in a good race last start as well. So uh, watch Kukaracha for the carnival because I think it, it's it's one to look out for. But, yeah, Zaku's going to be too good here, and I disagree with Cohen the last. I think Rinsa Boom uh, wins and wins easily, um, especially if that rain comes. I don't think it the rain bothers it where it could with sort of state. Yeah, sorry, I thought... I totally I'm... agree with that. That's what I said. I said, no, it's got no wet track, but I think the draw with so many horses drawn inside of it's the issue. Yeah, yeah, but I'll also, I, I, I don't think it matters. I, I think this horse is better anyway. Um, take, uh, I'm, I'm with Prince of Boom. Sorry, I'm so used to having you go, Tommy. Sorry, I forgot you then. But, all right, we've got one more race left, and that's Morpheville, which is the Sankstar. Uh Look, September run is the favourite. It's four dollars eighty. It's a slight drifter. It has been a punter's nightmare for a very long time until it won its last start, where it won at like seventeen bucks at the Valley. It is the favourite. Craig Williams is aboard. Bella Nipotina is there at sixes. Little bit of coin for it. Away game. Linda's riding. Your Brooklyn Hustle. Agentia. Instant celebrity. Snap dancer. Little bit of a drift, but thirteen. Heresy's there. Tommy. Sangster. Mate, I, I think Sam Dancer might be one to knock him out here. Uh, I think it's it's press been really good. It's sort of the only real disappointment was that rock and horse race. But uh, as we saw, like so many horses lost in running, uh, so many horses did nothing that they went to the wrong side. So 
I think that's a complete forget. And you look before that, it, it was just winning and winning for fun. Uh, if there's rain there as well, it doesn't really matter. It can run on soft or good. Um, it, it says no heavy winds, but that that day it won the Triscay, the massive shower came and it was a, it was starting to get pretty wet and I think it was downgraded after. So I I really I really think uh, thirteen dollars for snap dancers a good knockout here. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm going to go with snap dancer. Right, you go. I reckon this is the time. This is the time that away game needed. It's drawn one on the speed. Linda Mooch on its back. Tata on the point of the turn. Then 56 and a half kilos is one of the lighter carries that it's done of late. So, yeah. Sweet. <laughs> away game to finally salute for us. All right. Away game. Yeah, I'm a big away game fan. So, bloody hell. All right. Uh, we're stopping. We'll work out a multi. All right, multi-time. We are going Queensland. We've just done a podcast on Gosford, and we'll do our multi in Queensland. So, look, I'm going to go first. I'm going Prince of Boom. I think Prince of Boom is a good horse. And, look, it'll probably handle it. I think it'll be good. It's $2.70. That is race number seven. Tom, what are you doing? I was very close to going a return horse in uh, in the last of the Gold Coast in uh, Orbison. Because I um, I think this horse is going to kick on and become something, but it's coming off a big injury, so I'm just going to hold fire there. I'm going to go the bat out of hell. One of my favourite races of the year, the 900 meter race, and who else to win it but the uh, Speed Demon in Remlap's Gem, Jay McDonald aboard. Um, this this uh, horse only knows one way, and that's uh, that's straight to the front and keep going in the 900 meters. So Remlap's Gem for me. Coey. I'm just trying to picture Scotty Singleton driving a Harley back home to Scone or wherever he is now, though. So uh, I'm with Apache Chase to win the Archer, the inaugural Archer, the slot race of the North. Jeez. It's a good one. All right. And then we're also going to chuck in Zaki just to win the Hollandale as well. So to recap, Prince of Boom, Gold Coast Race 7, Apache Chase, which is Kohai's, that's at Rockhampton Race 8. Remlap's Gen to win the second at the Goldie and Zaki to win race eight gets you about $31 and change. So fingers crossed. That's uh, fingers crossed. Happy days. All right. The football has started. We're recording Thursday night. We're going to get back into that. I'm going to keep drinking this uh, straight liquor and try and get better. But boys, thanks for joining me. Thanks, boys.